All right. Praise the Lord. Everybody laugh a little bit. Hallelujah. Good morning. Everybody doing well? Praise the Lord. I love this pulpit. Praise God. I'm revved up. How about you? Let your neighbor say, I'm revved up today. That's been our theme with the Chariots of Light rally this weekend. And uh, we've had a wonderful time. So appreciate everybody that's been here. Bill and Ginger, stand up. Let's give them a good, warm welcome and a good hand, praise God, for their faithfulness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wade, stand up. We got an outreach going on in Arkansas next week. Wade overseeing that, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And of course, we've got Jesse and Kathy Duplantis with us this morning. Stand up, guys. Stand up and give them a good hand. Hallelujah. Jesse was standing. You just couldn't see him. (laughs) I I got you first. I got you first. A lot of churches I go to, I follow Jesse. And the pastor says, yes, he's telling our people how much taller he was than you. I said, yeah, I always follow Jesse because somebody needs to straighten out the mess. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good to have you here this morning. All of you that are watching by live stream, welcome to our service. Praise God. And we're going to have a tag team preaching match this morning. Amen. Anybody ever been to a tag team wrestling match? My, my dad's youngest brother was a professional wrestler. And I used to go to the wrestling matches with him all the time. And uh, I loved it when they did the tag team part. You know, this guy would come out there and he'd look like he's, he just beat up. And he, couldn't, he couldn't make it to the corner. He'd, he'd try to reach and tag and they'd drag him back to the center of the ring. And he'd reach out there again and they'd drag him back and beat him up a little more, and then he'd finally crawl over there and tag my uncle. He'd jump over the ropes, and, oh, he was fresh and ready, you know. And So in a little bit, I'm going to tag Jesse. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and he's going to jump over the ropes and come out and preach. Praise God. Are you ready? <clears throat> Our theme has been revved up, revved up and ready to ride. I want to give you some definitions once again. So what it means to be revved up, to increase your level of excitement. That is an absolute must in the chariots of light. It's also an absolute must as a Christian. You need to increase your level of excitement about serving God. Number two, it means to increase your level of expectancy. To increase your level of expectancy. You know, every year when I receive the prophetic word that that I preach about all year, all over the world, The moment I receive it, my expectancy goes up to another level. I expect to flourish throughout this year because I've been faithful, praise God. So when you're revved up, your level of expectancy increases. It also means to accelerate sharply, to stimulate, to enliven, to advance and to hasten, to step it up. And to become more productive. Hallelujah. And then yesterday, as I was preparing for the service last night, 
I discovered another definition for revved up, and that is turn up the heat. Hallelujah. Let your neighbor say, turn up the heat. Praise God. So that's what Brother Jesse and I are going to be talking about this morning. The Lord said to me uh, when I read that definition, he said, that's your subject. And so I informed Jesse that uh, uh, that's what we'd be talking about. And uh, I don't know what he's going to say. He don't know what I'm going to say, but uh, it's going to flow. Praise God. Are you ready? Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter three, Matthew chapter three. We're turning up the heat this morning. Matthew chapter three and verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Don't leave off the fire, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And emphasize the fire. Come on, shout the fire. I discovered that the word fire is mentioned 549 times in the Bible. 549 times. Apparently, there is something about fire that God likes. After all, the Bible says in Deuteronomy that our God is a consuming fire. It's also repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 9 and in Hebrews chapter 12. Our God is a consuming fire. If you get close to God... You're going to get on fire. Hallelujah. What's that to say about people that are not on fire? Maybe they're not close to God anymore. Thank you for your enthusiasm. If you're close to God, you're going to be on fire. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and just reach over and touch him and say, can you feel the heat? Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost and fire. Fire represents passion. It represents excitement. And the truth is not everyone who's been baptized with the Holy Ghost still has the fire. I know a lot of people that have been baptized in the Holy Ghost. And uh, the fire's not there. Now, I call them holy smoking. You can see a smoke, you know, and smoke indicates there once was a fire. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not holy smoking. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Reach over and touch him again and say, sizzle. (laughs) Hallelujah. Fire has a way of moving people. Fire has a way of motivating people. Fire has a way of stirring up people. We used to sing an old song that said, it's the Holy Ghost and fire that's keeping me alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alive implies a state of action. Holy Ghost people ought to be in a state of action all the time. They're doing, they're going, they're moving, they're touching. And lives are being changed by it. Today is one of the missing ingredients. Today it's one of the missing ingredients in most churches. There's no fire. The church today has become like the Laodicean church that is mentioned in the book of Revelation. Revelation 3.15 I know your works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. He went on to describe them as being lukewarm. And he also indicated 
that this is a condition that was not pleasing to him. If you're only lukewarm, then you're not pleasing him. He wants your own fire, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, where's the fire? Look at somebody else and say, where's the fire? You know, in the little Hebrew, the word fire uh, is, is, not, is a word I can't pronounce because I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but it means intense burning. And intense burning means to the highest level or to the highest degree. That's the way God wants you and me. Burning intensely, hallelujah, with passion, passion for him, passion for souls, passion to be a blessing to others, praise God. Amen. You're in this more than just for you. Can you say amen? Amen. There's a lot of Christians who never want anybody to Christ. They just come to church and keep holy smoking. But if there's fire, there's passion. If there's fire, there's excitement. If there's fire, there's movement. If there's fire, something's going on around you and it attracts other people. Amen. You know, I've been on the, on the freeway at times and, and a car is burning and it's off to the side. Something about fire causes people to be attracted to it. In fact, it causes a traffic jam. It's way over on the other side of the freeway. But people slow down and watch the fire. And it slows everybody else down. There's something about fire in a Christian's life. It attracts people, praise God. On the other hand, some Christians don't like to be around fiery Christians. Makes them nervous, makes them uncomfortable. Somebody gets a little excited and they don't want to sit by them anymore. Hey, come sit by me. I got some fire. Hallelujah. I got some fire. Anybody else got fire in your bones? Hallelujah. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost and he wants you to have the fire burning deep down in your soul. Hallelujah. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's about time we start turning up the heat because you know what heat does? It gets rid of the impurities. You see, it gets rid of the impurities. So when you got fire coming out of your innermost being, I want to tell you something. God is pleased with you. Do you understand that? Because you see, stirred up people make noise. Do we have some stirred up people in here? Do we have some stirred up? Hey! 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 Stirred up people make noise. The Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 2, and suddenly there's a sound from heaven. What are you hearing? Because when you get on fire, you start hollering. You understand what I'm saying? And when you stir up the heat, let me say, there's a lot of people in church, they just like to heat up one room in their, in their, in their spirit. But God is a central system. And when he puts on the heat, the whole house gets stirred up. Everybody gets the same. Thing. Somebody shout somebody. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have to learn that suddenly there's a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. What was happening? God was running as fast as he could on a day of Pentecost. And then he tried to stop. And the fire started coming off his shoes. And it hit them on top of their head. And they began to preach in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. Somebody shout in this place. Somebody shout in this place. Come on, glory to God. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Stir up the heat. Hallelujah. Every time I got around Kathy when I, when I married her, she stirred up my heat. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How do you understand? There is something about heat that catches people's attention. It makes you glow. 
it makes you feel warm. Think about that. When I get around Jesus, I say, just touch me, Lord. And a lot of times God said, no, Jesse, touch me. How many of you are touching God this morning? You see what I'm saying? When you understand to stir that heat up, because there's a lot of coldness in the church. How many people just want to stay in there and have some homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological statement? And that may sound good, but that's not going to get you where you need to go. You can be saved today, and that's good. But my, it's not enough to enjoy the trip. You got to get the Holy Ghost in fire. When you get the Holy Ghost in fire, things begin to take place in your life. People begin to notice who you are. They may criticize you, but it don't make no difference. They're watching you. You say, I've had some people say, that man's crazy. Yeah, but you came to see me. Hey, you know it don't make no difference what you say, but it makes all the difference what God says. You see what I'm saying? Suddenly there's a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house. Is your house filled up with heat? Is your house filled up with fire? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you something. You're going to get people's attention. You don't get people's attention singing, bringing in the sheaves. It don't work that way. That sheaves too heavy. That sucker's too heavy. Ain't nobody ever going to get it in the church. But when you begin to do, but the problem with a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, they don't have any fire. They don't have any heat. You know what? They're like the Almond Brothers band. Tied to the whipping post. Lord, tied to the whipping Oh, Lord, I think I'm dying. My Lord, that's not your whipping post. That was Jesus' whipping post. They whipped him. My God, and by his stripes, you are healed with that Holy Ghost and fire. Come on, somebody shout, somebody. Come on. Hallelujah. You can be just as hot as you want to be. It don't make a difference if anybody else around you is hot. It doesn't make it if anybody else is around you that is on fire, you can stir yourself up and be just as on fire as you want to be. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? It doesn't depend on what everybody else is doing. It doesn't depend on whether or not the whole church is on fire. You know, I was asked by a, a, a pastor friend of mine a number of years ago to come and, and preach. And he said, Jerry, Brother Jerry, I want you to do what you did in that meeting up in Canada, in Toronto. I went up there for one night. That's what I was supposed to be there for, one night. And I wind up staying 21 nights. And the fire of God hit the place and nobody wanted the meetings to stop. And the Lord said, go home and rest. I came home and rested. And he said, now go back. And I went back and stayed another 14 nights. Nobody wanted the meeting to end. The Lord said, go home and rest. I came home and rested. I went back and stayed another nine nights. And the Holy Ghost and fire hit that place. We didn't have two servants that were identical. They were not alike. We didn't know what was going to happen in those meetings. But people were on fire, praise God. They were on fire. And so this pastor said, Brother Jerry, I want you to come and do what you did in Toronto. I said, well, I can't guarantee it will happen in your church. It was dependent upon the people. The people were hungry for a move of God. Amen. In fact, in Toronto, the people came straight from work to the church, didn't even go home. And they prayed for two hours before the service ever started. When I'd walk in the building, it was like a beehive. It was just a, 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 an, a, an electricity in the air, praise God. When you walked out on the platform, God just began to show out. I'm telling you, nobody wanted the thing to end. And so I came back and this pastor said, come do it at our church. 
And I said, I don't know if I can. It'll happen at your church. It depends on certain things, not just me. And so he said, come and, and uh, let's, let's see if it'll happen here. And so I came that night, started preaching. I thought, dear God, there's not any fire in this place at all. The only fire in the whole auditorium was the pastor. And uh, I thought, there, there's no way we're going to have a move of God in this place. I was ready to stop the first 15 minutes. I wanted to turn around and tell the pastor, sir, I love you. I appreciate you. You do need a move of God here, but I am not the man to bring it. <laughs> but I continued with my sermon. And then he came up and he said, no, brother Jerry's going to my office and uh, he's going to ask the Lord if we go another night. And in a little bit, I'm going to go back and check with him. And you just wait right here. I had my speech already waiting for the pastor. I heard him running down the hallway. He opened the door and I was prepared to say, pastor, I love you. And I really want to move a God here, but I am not the man. I'm sorry, sir. I am not the man that can bring this move of God. And when he opened the door, he said, Brother Jerry, do we go another night? I said, "Woo! yes, sir, we're going another night. <laughs> Amen, we're having revival. He took off running. I thought, you fool, you fool. <laughs> you were almost out of here. What is wrong with you? That is not revival going on here. And the Lord taught me something. He said, tomorrow night, when you go in and preach, you do not preach to the people you turn your back on them and preach to the only spark in that church, and that's the pastor. And I turned my back on the people and preached to the pastor, and the sparks began to fly, and we went ten nights, hallelujah, with a move of the Spirit of God. You can be just as hot as you want to be. It don't depend on anybody else. It don't take a whole church full. You stay hot, and the sparks will begin to fly, hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a good shout. Amen. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 7, And there is none that call upon thy name that stirreth up himself to take hold upon thee. Saddest scripture in the Bible, I believe. There is none that stirreth up himself to take hold upon thee. In many churches I go to today, that is the case. There's none that stirreth up themselves to take hold upon thee. They just want an exhibition. They just want, you know, somebody to make them feel good for about an hour. But it takes more. It takes more. It takes not only the Holy Ghost, but fire, praise God. And the closer we get to the appearing of the Lord, I'm telling you, you're going to need more than ever before the Holy Ghost in your life and the fire of God in your life. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a shout if you got some fire. Amen. Praise God. See, you need to learn this song. Come on, Jesus, light my fire. Come on, sing it with me. Come on, Jesus, light my fire. Try to set the night on fire. <laughs> Come on, give the Lord a great God bless you. Hallelujah, glory to God. Help Let me have this here. I need this. When you understand, I ain't got no notes. I'm stealing his notes, praise God. Hallelujah. I can't even read it right, and I'm in trouble now, Lord Jesus. When you understand the power of God, we're not just putting on a show here, ladies and gentlemen. There's something burning inside each and every one of us. You understand? 
There's something that'll flow. Come on, y'all start shouting back here. Come on, my brother. Hallelujah. Will you understand what God is saying? Come on. Praise the Lord. Light that fire. That's what it's all about. The people that the world is sad of a sick, cold, dead fish church. We need some fried catfish in this place. You understand? We need something moving, see. That's why people don't want to go to church. When my mama used to tell me to go to church, why do I want to go to church? I can bore myself. <laughs> How many times you went to church feeling good, came out feeling bad, should have stayed home? You know why? No fire. Most people don't like to eat raw things. Right? Think about that. Think about it. But when something starts cooking, what happens? Smell come off of it. Why? You're going toward the heat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You like cold coffee? No. You want a nice hot, hot coffee. You understand what I'm saying? When you understand what this fire is all about. I mean, this is not a show, ladies and gentlemen. What it is, is God saying, if you are burn, I'll cause the world to come and see who you are. I'll cause the world. And let me tell you something. You know what an evangelist is? It's a fire truck. He's running down the road. Woo, woo, woo. And everybody's following the truck. Where is it going? Why? Because there's something moving. Remember, fire always gets rid of impurities. Excuse me, I didn't mean to spit on you. I apologize for that. Yes, but it's Holy Ghost spit, girl. <laughs> Look at it. Oh, Jesus. Don't put the fire out, brother Jesse. Don't put the fire out. When you understand what God is saying. That's why he said you ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled. You know when you're filled, you can't put no more? Every church service ought to be a blowout. Every church, yes, and I mean a blowout when you're teaching the word, when you're preaching the word, when you're walking in the word. My Lord, when they're singing, everything, it just goes from level to level to level to level to level to level to the world says there's something over there that I got to have. You people get loud enough, all them people across the street to start coming over here and see what's going on. My God, you got a whole nother church over on that other side of that road. Just get loud enough, people come out of what's going on. Hallelujah. I've heard people say that the Holy Ghost came down in Branham's days and people saw flames of fire on top of the church. And and, then fire trucks came to see. And it it was the Holy Ghost himself. Let me tell you something. And in Mark chapter 3, oh, Lord Jesus. My Jesus was healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out the devil. He had so much fire, he was waking, waking up cold, dead people. You understand? But he needed more than one. He said, I went and chose, and he chose 12 men, and the devils got so excited. You see, you can get so full of fire that the devil will fall down and start worshiping. And they, call, they fell down, start worshiping Jesus, called him the Son of God. Go look at Mark chapter 3. You'll see it. My God, you can be so full of fire that the devil will say, we made a mistake. We shouldn't have followed Lucifer. Do you understand that? Because we have life and that more abundant in us. Notice something about a fire. They'll start a fire and it creates new life. It gets rid of all the trash, all the brush, all the junk. And all of a sudden, new trees begin to grow. New things begin to happen. Wow, purification is taking place. That's what I'm saying. I like that song. Come on, baby, light my fire. You see what I'm saying? Come on, Jesus, light it. And people say, Brother Jesse, why are you happy all the time? Because I tried sad. Sad don't feel good. I tried sick, and that hurt. I tried broke. That's stupid. Don't let the spirit of stupid come upon you. My Lord Jesus, let the God of Almighty come inside of you. Because the only Jesus some people are ever going to see is the Jesus in you. What are people seeing in you? Some of you don't even have your pilot light on. 
my Lord, a spark come, you can't even get nobody. But you can't get nobody to move. See, people don't, you don't need to understand Pentecostalism. Just experience it. You don't have to understand marriage. Experience it. It's good to have somebody got your back. That doesn't mean you're going, to be, you're going to be in one mind and one accord all the time. No, because you see when you got, marriage is the death of two wills and the covenant of one. You come in as two people, but you go out as one flesh. Me and Kathy would never argue if she'd listen to me. We would never argue. Come on, men, help me out here, you bunch of cowards. Come on. Look at these men. But you know what she was saying was true. You see what I'm saying? But there's times I know how to get her attention. Why? When I let my light start showing. Turn on your hard light. You see what I'm saying? When you understand that. Oh, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, people, they want to get around you. They'll first criticize you. They'll get mad at you. But they'll say, wait a minute. That man or that woman's got something I want. Because everything they do is working. Everything we're doing is not working. Do you see that? That's what God is saying. That's why he gave us with the Holy Ghost and fire. Some people just want the Holy. But you know what? They don't want the fire part. No, no. You got to have it all. There's a lot of things you're not going to understand. Let me go back there. There's a lot of things you're not going to understand why God moves the way he moves. Why did he start off with sowing and reaping? Why do we have to sow seed? Well, why not? All of you came here because of a seed. The only reason why we're having a chance to like meeting is your mom and daddy sowed some seed. Or you would not be here. And you're the harvest off of that. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand that, see, that's what I mean. You got to let people see this light inside of you. I mean, just, and I mean, you know, people say he smiles a lot. No, it's, it's the Jesus inside of me going. <laughs> you see, I don't invite the devil to church with me. I don't bring the devil to church with me. I keep that sucker outside. I close the door. I, I see him out there going like this. <laughs> but there's some churches that have a seat for him. Satan shows up at the church. It's in the book of Revelation. Go read it. Why? He comes in and shuts down the fire. And you become cold and distant. And after a while, you become religion. And what is religion but a garden of weeds, a theological wilderness? Kill more people than anything in the whole planet has been religion. But my, you got the spirit of God flowing inside of you. Ooh, let me tell you something. It'll get a hold of a Buddhist. It'll get a hold of an Islam guy. Something happened. I never forget when I was in England one time. This Muslim guy come up to me. He says, "I want to talk to God like you talk to God. I want to talk to God like you talk to God. How come I can't talk to God like you talk to God?" I said, "You talking to the wrong God. <laughs> Your God don't have no fire. Come on. See, that's what caused people to notice Jehovah. Why? Every time that mountain was it, what was it doing? Smoking, fire." Red everywhere it was. In the book of Psalms 97, verse 3, you know what it says? He said that a fire comes out of him and consumes his enemies. I don't have many enemies. I burn them up. I burn them up. I tell them, I tell them, you hang around me, you're going to get saved whether you like it or not. I said, some of you don't believe in prosperity, you hang around me, you're going to get rich whether you like it or not. Some of you, that's up, I, I, just, I just happen to be sick, you're going to get healed. Why? Because that purification of God's word is going to get inside of you and start a fire that cannot be quenched. Somebody shout, somebody. Somebody shout. That's what I'm saying here. What do you want from God? What you, the whole heaven is yours. He said, ask anything in my name. That will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Don't get mad at me if I ask anything. 
He said that. It's in red. Why? It's on fire. Jesus' words is on fire. His is red. Yours is black. Think about that for a minute. When you understand that, you see, then that fire begins to flow. And it don't, let me, let me say, and I'll tag Jerry in a minute. It don't have to happen at church neither. Most people say, it don't happen at church. No, no, it can happen in a restaurant. It can happen today when you go to lunch. You can just walk in, bless God, all of a sudden. I, how many times I've walked in and the Holy Ghost started moving in the gifts of the Spirit in me. I looked and I said, hey, sir, you, don't leave your wife. Oh, gee, honey, don't, don't, don't. I said, that's a mistake. Just keep walking, glory to God. One time I prayed there was a woman with a, remember that platter of shrimp she had in her hand? She walked in the Lord said, touch her. I touched her, boom, the shrimp flew out. She knocked, got knocked out in the Holy Ghost. And the guy said, I've been waiting 45 minutes for my food. That's a true story. The waitress got knocked out in the Holy Ghost. Man, I mean, the owner of the restaurant came out and said, what else? Oh, brother Jesse, we watched you all the time. I said, Jesus, bam, she went out in the Holy Ghost. That's all people saying, we're going to get, a, it's going to take a while to get some food in this place. But if you're a kid, you ain't got to worry about hitting the floor. You just pick it up, spit it up, pray on it, and eat that sucker. Hallelujah, glory to God. How many of you have done that? Don't lie. So much fire in it that kills all the bacteria in your life. Ooh, Lord. That's why this is called chariots of light. You get around light, light always has heat. How many of you chairs of light are hot? Come on, you're hot. Come on, you're hot. Somebody, you're hot. Somebody, you're hot. Hallelujah. Brother Copeland and I were in Jacksonville, Florida many, many years ago. And Brother Copeland preaching with a fire God every meeting. I'm going out between services, out on the beach, witnessing one-on-one. In three days, I want 150 people to Christ one-on-one all by myself. Brought them back into the meeting. Brother Copeland, get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Listening to the Word of God. And one young man, of course, this is back in the hippie days, you know, and one young man, he's stoned out of his mind. He's over uh, living in the neighborhood where the convention center was, a couple blocks away. He wouldn't pray with me. I followed him down the beach, followed him down the beach, back and forth. He kept telling me, leave me alone, leave me alone. I don't want to listen to it. And I, I, I told him, I said, uh, the word does not return void. I've planted the seed and there'll come a time when you're going to pray the prayer and invite Jesus into your life. You might not do it right now, but you are going to be saved. It's too late because if I'd never sown the seed, you would have gone to hell, but the seed is in you and it doesn't return void. And you're going to make Jesus Lord of your life. I don't want to hear that. He went on home. And that night in, in the service, Brother Copeland preaching, I'm telling you, the power of God, the fire of God was flowing. And in a little while, this guy walks in. And he looked like he was frightened. He come running in there looking for me. And he said, where's the fire? Where's the fire? I said, what fire? He said, I was over uh, at my house sitting on the front porch and I looked and I saw flames coming out of the top of the uh, convention center. He said, I thought the building was on fire. Come over here to run and see the fire. And he said, where's the fire? I said, it's in here and it's on you. And he got baptized in the Holy Ghost, got saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he's been pastoring a church there for now over 40 years. Hallelujah. He got the fire. I said, he got the fire. Hallelujah. Have you got the fire today? Amen. The Holy Ghost. 
and fire. You can be just as hot as you want to be. Can you say amen? amen? Jesse, don't be messing with my notes. I wrote them in tongues where he couldn't read them. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. A lot of people say, well, you know, I've lost the fire because of what I've been going through. I got so much pressure on me. Let me remind you that the apostle Paul, praise God, sing praises unto God while he's in prison and blood running down his back. Paul never lost his fire. Stephen never lost his fire while they were stoning him. Amen. And many others in the New Testament. Even though they had challenges, even though they had adversity, even though some of them went through more than any of us will ever go through, they didn't lose their fire. Being under pressure, being attacked, having adverse circumstances does not mean that you have to lose your fire. Just get close to God again. He is a consuming fire. Don't ever run from him, run to him. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Reach over and touch somebody and let the fire flow out of you into them. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? I read some uh, quotes here yesterday, uh, this morning before coming over. And I, I found a, a, a couple of really powerful quotes from men of old. One great minister of the past said these words, If you would have your soul kindled with the fire of God, you must draw near to the source of that fire. Draw near to the source of the fire. Charles Spurgeon once said, Let us give our hearts to God so that the fire that comes from Him will never be quenched. Another great revivalist of the past said, Tell me how much time you spend with God and I'll tell you how much fire you possess. Hallelujah. How much time you spend with God determines how much fire you possess. If the fire's gone out, then I already know what your problem is. You are not spending enough time with God. Can you say amen whether you like it or not? For many in the body of Christ, they become like Samson of old. They don't even know that the presence of God is not with them. He depended on the Holy Ghost in every great feat that he did. But there came a time when he was in disobedience and the presence of the Lord left him. And he wasn't even aware of it. There's people going to church all over the world today that the presence of God is not with them. And they don't even know it. They're just playing church. God forbid that we ever get to the place where we just play in church. Amen. And if that uh, that church is full of the Holy Ghost and fire, then praise God, there are going to be people coming to Christ. There are going to be people healed. There are going to be people set free. There are going to be people delivered, praise God. Can you say amen? amen? Don't blame your church if the fire's gone out in yourself. Don't blame your pastor if the fire's gone out in yourself. How hot you want to be depends on how hot you want to be. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? You can be hot even if your pastor's not hot. Stay hot, maybe he'll get hot. Can you say amen? Jesus came to baptize us in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Get the fire. Get the fire. How many of you already have the Holy Ghost? Yeah. 
Well, he's not done. He wants you to be baptized, not only in the Holy Ghost, but with fire. Praise God. Can you say amen? You know, it'd be ashamed if one day somebody you work with suddenly finds out you are a Christian and you've been working there for 10 years and they didn't even know it. I didn't know you were a Christian. Apparently the fire's gone out. You don't have to stand up and preach to them all the time. You know, uh, fire, it just has a way of attracting people. Amen. Maybe the reason they don't want to come to church because they think that's the way everybody in church acts like you act. Why can't we get people to come to church anymore? Well, do they see any fire? Do they see any fire? Because fire attracts. Fire has a way of attracting. And I believe, praise God, that this church of Jesus Christ is rapidly approaching a destiny where the fire of God is going to hit the people of God like at no other time, no other generation. And praise God, people, they are not going to be able to stay lost anymore. They're not going to be able to stay unsaved anymore. They're going to be able to run from God anymore because of the fire that they see in the people of God. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Amen. One more time. <laughs> Hallelujah. In 1984, I went to a little town called Thibodeau, Louisiana. I was asked to preach, and I was driving. It's about about eight miles from Homa, Louisiana, and they had 4,000 people at the Thibodeau Convention Center. And as I was driving, the Lord began to speak to me. He said, I'm going to cause you to cast out devils tonight. I said, Lord Jesus, there's a lot of Baptists coming. Jesus, we're going to make everybody mad as a hundred. I said, you know, this is supposed to be, you know, we can't show them too much fire. He said, I'm going to burn the place down if you let me. But I knew I, 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 I was worried about what people say, but I stopped and I started thinking about what Paul said to Timothy. He said, stir up the gift of God in you or stir up the gift of fire that's in you. But when I got to that place, I was on fire. I was smoking, but I was ready to go. And the guy said, are you ready? I said, give it to me. And I started preaching. This guy jumps up and he went like, and this devil manifested. He said, I'm going to kill you, Jesse. I went, ha devil, you know me by my name. And if you know me by my name, you know I got more power. I hit that guy. Both rolling all over the floor, spit flying and he came up completely delivered because of Holy Ghost and fire. I want to tell you something. It caused a ruckus and people just looked up and whoa, what's going on? And all of a sudden the anointing of God began to go like a tsunami across there. People, they didn't raise their hands, started right here. By the end of the night, they were like this, glory to God. People got tired of being sick, got tired of being just messed up, tired of being poor, tired, tired, sick and tired of being tired. Take the fire of the Holy Ghost and it'll get rid of every problem in your life. I'm Jesse Duplantis and I approve this message. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? My Lord, I thought it would be enough, but 1987 came, and a pastor of mine, Frank Bailey, said, we got to go to Charity Hospital. There's a girl who's trying to kill herself three different times, suicide. I said, do you know? He said, no, but I know her family. So we walked in there. We realized we couldn't get in a crazy ward by ourselves. We had to have a ticket. So we walked in there, and I said, I'm Reverend DePlanis. They said, Reverend Bailey. They said, you can't go in there unless you have a ticket, because we don't know if y'all crazy. If you don't have this ticket, you ain't getting out of here. True story. 
Chair the house, but I'll never forget. We walked in there, and man, they opened it, and it was an electrical door. We went in there, boy, there were people like this, and, man, and the devil knew we were there. And they said, What are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I said, We come to get rid of you, boy. <laughs> boy, and the more them devils talk, the more fire begins. It's like God poking the fire, poking in me. I got in there, and there was a little girl named Kathy, I'll never forget, sitting on a windowsill. She might weigh 105 pounds at the most. Sitting like that. And when I walked in, then she walked, she goes, why are you here? Why are you here? I knew I wasn't talking to her. I was talking to that devil. I said, we've come to get rid of you. That girl sprung off that thing, my God, and hit me in the chest. We rolling on the floor. Three white guys in white coats come running down there, man, and spit flying. I mean, and Frank, I said, help me, Frank. He going, he ain't touching him. And she's like, and the more she hollered, the more excited I got. Spit flying everywhere. Them guys with the white coat said, can you take care of this? We're going to have to kill somebody in here. I mean, it was wild hysteria. I'm not exaggerating any of it. All of a sudden, I said, come out. And she went, oh. And all of a sudden, everything went stop. He said, did you kill her? I said, no, I didn't kill her. And the Holy, Holy Ghost just shoved that devil out of her. She came back to that church that Sunday. They released her the next day, brought 150 people to the church. They grew one Sunday, just 150 people. You get rid of a devil out of somebody and put Jesus in them, they'll make your church grow. You know, they're still there. They're still there. My God, the devil was trying to get us out of there. We were laying hands on crazy people. Some of them look just like y'all. Just crazy. My Lord. And finally, this boy come up to me, and he's all kind of freaky out. He said, y'all got to leave, y'all got to leave, y'all got to leave, y'all got to leave. And my God said, well, we couldn't get out. I'm knocking on the glass door, and as the lady, she goes, it's not working. I'm sorry, it's not working. She's on the other side, you know, in the safe zone. And there's my, my pastor friend. He would go, boo, 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 I said, say some words. Forget the boo, 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 stuff. We got to get out of here, boy. This guy come in. He said, you want out, you want out, you want out, you want out. I said, we want out. That guy took his finger and stuck it in that electrical socket. Justin Fire flew out that thing. That He said, get out, get out, get out. We walked out, but I, I dropped my ticket. My ticket was on the other side. I got to the door. They said, let me see your ticket. I said, uh, I left it in there. How do we know you're not crazy? I said, do I look crazy? They said, let him out of here. Just let him out of here. <laughs> it was a great day. A girl got delivered and brought 150 people that Sunday to that church. What did that? The heat was turned up. The fire was flowing. They got everybody's attention. They're still talking about that. That's 1987. <laughs> Sometime I go to the hospital. I went to the hospital not long ago to, to pray for a, a spiritual son, of my, a spiritual daughter of mine. And when I walked in, there was a lady who said, I was there. <laughs> I didn't even know who she was. I said, you were there what? I was there when you was at charity. There any devils in here? <laughs> People don't forget Fire. We're still talking about the big Chicago fire, what, in 1800s? And something like to burnt the city down. You see what I'm saying? This is what chariots of light is all about. Because you see, guys, let me tell you, girls, you want to, let me talk to chariots of light for a minute. You are going to the people that the church don't want. They don't want them people. They, 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 they're too crazy. They're weird, you know what I'm saying? No. Jesus said everyone should come to the knowledge of who he is. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and God sent you as a light and a vehicle called a chariot that you go for. For you people that just come to church don't know, these people here, all chariots are like people, lift your hands up. These people touched 100,000 people in how long? In three years, one-on-one, give Jesus a hand clap. How many of your church people did that? And then since 2006, 150 something thousand people. We're believing God by 2020, a million people. Ooh, Lord. Why not? Why not? Do you know if we do this, that we're going to get Jesus to come? Do you know what the scripture says? He said, when the gospel is preached to the world, the end shall come. How many of y'all want to get out of here? My Lord, do you understand that? Oh, think about that, ladies and gentlemen. It's so important for you to be a part of a church and so important that you be a part of an organization like Chariots. Why? Because you see, it's got fire in it. Why me and Jerry are still preaching? Both of us could have retired years ago. We got money. I think you got some money, huh, Jerry? I know. I think you do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Carolyn uses it quite a bit. But anyway, <laughs> I said, yeah, well, why are we doing this? Without sounding prideful, arrogant, we don't need to do this. Me and Kathy can go to Hawaii today and suffer for Jesus. Why? Why? Fire. God still got the heat going up. Young people, you get into this call, kind of calling, it never quits. You see, you, say, but I, you know, I can't do that. You can do it every day of your life. Walking home from school. Walking in your neighborhood. Just letting people, will, I'm telling you, people will know who you are. But if you are a typical Christian, they won't know who you are at all. A typical Christian goes to church because of obligation. Churches are full today because of obligation. How do I know that? That's what I did. How many of you were Catholic at least once? You know what I'm talking about? What two prayers you knew? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. Blessed are the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. <laughs> then the next one, our Father, what in heaven will be thy name, thy kingdom come. That's all we knew. If God would have walked down the aisle, we wouldn't have known it. You know why? No fire. But do you know what? Everybody wrote the Catholic Church off, but not God. In the 60s, God started something called fire, called the charismatic movement. All of a sudden, them people that the Pentecostal thought were crazy, no good, crazy, ain't got nothing. They serve the whole of Babylon and all kinds of crazy stuff. All of a sudden, they having, my God, Tuesday night Bible studies with a thousand people in them, praying in the Holy Ghost. And it started a movement that's still going forward. You know why? Fire is hard to put out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's fire season. (laughs) It's fire season. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. We can get so much fire, we have to watch. We have to watch. You go to graveyards and and raise people from the dead. Oh, don't do that. Some people glad, some people did die. 
Did Jesus say, go do the works that I do and do it great? Did he say that? Did, did he say that? Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and because you, you desecrate a grave, man, you'll go to jail. I mean, you got to observe the laws of the land. But you know what? One day, God's going to break every grave law there is. Even the bad ones are coming out. I want to tell you something about Jesus. He's into raising people from the dead. And I really believe he's going to do it with fire. What he says that. He said, he said, I won't destroy this world with a flood no more. But something else is coming, buddy. Ooh, Lord Jesus. But you know what? You ain't got to worry about it. You're going to be in heaven eating supper. <laughs> eating and not getting fat. Eat that wonderful glory. God, Lord Jesus. Have a mar- marriage supper of the lamb. Think about that glory. Now, God, hallelujah. Eat all the sweets you want. You ain't got to worry about diabetes. <laughs> All you men ain't got no more hair, you're going to get some hair, my brother. I'm talking to you down to here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. My hair is going to go dark brown again. Hallelujah. My, my body's going to go back to where it was, the way Kathy, when she'd see me, she'd just get on fire. <laughs> Woo! I was a chiseled piece of man candy. I got the pictures to prove it. You got to see it by faith today, but I got the pictures to prove it. We've been married 47 years and we still got fire. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> the other day I had to go to a doctor. My God, that crazy nurse come up to me. She said, I have to ask you some questions, Reverend. I said, I had to have my prostate checked. That's a revelation. <laughs> if you don't sing, you'll sing Moon River right there. But Moon River, wider than a mile. That ain't easy, so help me, Jesus. <laughs> oh, you hear that glove? Pow! Whoa, Jesus. Close your eyes. Revelation is coming, baby. <laughs> Doctor said, you in good shape. Thank you. Just get your hand out of me. I'm sending in my nurse. I'm sending in my nurse to ask you some questions. My God, I walk in the nurse and said, you know, we watch your television program. I, I don't know if I sign in private. I'm, I'm known all over New Orleans. I can't go nowhere. People see me. Hey, I, I, you know, and I, I'm glad. I, I give God glory. But it's Jesus that does that. Make a long story short. She said, we watch you, man. She said, man, you've taught us so many things. Now they got three or four nurses out sitting there. And talk, they said, we need to ask you some questions. You're a new patient to Dr. Brogel. I said, yeah. She said, are you sexually active? What? I wasn't expecting that. I said, you have to ask my wife. <laughs> because if she says, I'm not, I am not. But if she says, I am, I got my lean back. What's up, baby? Hello. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I said, that's not my decision. That's up to that woman. That ain't up to that man. Glory to God. And you, you, how you going to answer that kind of question? Because you're thinking, they see me on television. I don't want to talk about that stuff. And they go, they go from that to, what about the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Preacher got to be instant in season, out of season. They ain't no telling what they're going to say. I never forget, remember that time in Honolulu, first assembly of God. <laughs> this little Japanese woman come up. She says, we want a baby so bad. I said, well, let me pray, pray for you. She said, I don't have a problem. He does. <laughs> Her husband went. 
Went back two years later, got a little, little Japanese baby. It worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Think about that. Oh, God, just say, do something, and I'll, I, I'll activate it. Keep your fire. Keep yourself stoked. Kathy don't like being cold. Well, if we're on that jet flying home, like if we fly, we're going to fly home this afternoon, that, that plane gets cold. She goes, and, you know, we got cashmere blankets in this plane, man. This plane got Versace material inside of it. It's a fine plane. And I'm not bragging, but all of a sudden she'll say, Jesse, put on the fire. Put, you got, you got, give me some heat. It's always been controlled by the pilots. But I, I hired me a first-class mechanic. I got two of them now, buddy. I said, I want to control this heat. He said, yes, sir. We can, you want to control it? I said, I want the knob back here. Can you do it? He said, we can do it. Now, son, I can sweat you. <laughs> Kathy said, I'm cold. <laughs> After a while, she's going, whoo, whoo. I said, you want some more? <laughs> you, you, you want some more? I'll I sweat you out. I'll freeze you out. I realize you have no power unless you got the switch. Yeah, right. I can preach on anything, can I? <laughs> oh I looked at that switch. I said, I have the power. Well, all I got to do is turn it. Either way I turn it, that is going to obey me. So what, how you, what degrees you going to put your thermostat? Because it's all up to you. What degrees? When we're staying at Jerry and Carolyn's house, and it is a beautiful home. And Carolyn said, now, that's the thermostat. Use it like you want. When they come to my house, because everybody have different levels of heat. You know, they want cold or hot, whatever. And, uh, and I said, whatever, do whatever you want. Just put that thing on. That's it. We ain't worried about the utility bill. I don't mean that pridefully, for God's sake, man. And, and you know, and I said, she said, she told me that. Just use it like you want. Why? So you can be comfortable. Let me say this, and then I'm going to tag Jerry, and we'll, we'll flow with this thing here. If he's the comforter, how come we're not in comfort? I think that's a valid question. Don't you think so? He's the comforter. Kathy, how come the body of Christ is not in comfort? They don't have any heat. Whatever comes their way, they just got to accept it. America's a great nation. You're from Russia, huh? From Mother Russia. I've been to Russia. I like Russia. I like every place I go. I mean, I, just, I never thought I'd be by Lenin's tomb talking about Jesus. But I was. Me. <laughs> it was great. I thought I'd never be standing in Red Square with Lenin right there like this. <laughs> no, you been down there? And I thought, my God, here I am, and I can see Jesus. It was a great day. Ah, Lord, it was a great day. Why? And people just said, there's something about you. Even children look at me. Babies, I'm really close. Babies love me. They look at me and go, it's the white hair. I think they think I'm God. <laughs> because you see, when you, and Jerry taught me how to be a grandparent. Because he did it with such fire. He did it with such heat. You kids, y'all blessed the God. Let me just tell you. I want to tell you something about your grandfather and your grandmother. I mean, I watched him. I watched him do these things. And I said, I told, how many times I come on? I said, Kathy, if we ever have a grandchild, I want, I, I, I want to be like Jerry. I, 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 want, 
I just, because he, I'm not just saying that because we're friends. I'm telling you, he's the greatest grandfather I ever saw in my life. He just knows how to do that. It's just such a blessing to watch how, how, he, how he would deal with Mark James and he'd deal with all of and, and they would wrestle with him and y'all would pinch him. And I mean, his skin turning blue and he going, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I said, this can't be fun. It isn't, but it's my grandchildren. <laughs> just pinching a fire. Just having one, just, I thought, my God, this is so wonderful. Why? Because he was approachable. If you don't have any fire, go to God. He's approachable. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And sometimes he'll give you a little laughing going on. Remember that laughing revival? God decided to make people laugh. He just come down and go, dig 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 Just make them laugh. Well, people couldn't stop that. Oh, oh, they tried all they could and they couldn't. They called it heresy and everything else, but everybody needed a laugh. Come on. Let Jesus keep your fire alive. Chariots of light, I mean this sincerely. Inheritage of faith for God's sake. There's a world to be touched and you have the ability to do it. Each and every one of you. Never look at yourself and say, I'm not much of nothing. I'm just a little preacher. No, you're not. Out of seven billion people on this planet, God chose you to be his child. Somebody shout over that. Are you hearing me? Someone keeps a smile on my face. Healing in my body, money in my wallet. No, no, money in Kathy's purse, not my wallet. Whatever. It's that that fire, that blessing. And I like to sit down sometimes and let my mind go back to the fiery revivals. You never forget the past. You always tell people what's happening in the present. Then you tell them what's going to happen in the future. How many times I've had great, glorious, fiery revivals. Just me in a hotel room in the mirror, standing right there, preaching up a storm, spit, hit in the mirror, give an altar call and answer it. <laughs> I've done it to myself. Go ahead, man, my boy, run. <laughs> give an offering and receive it. <laughs> I've done it, Bill, many times. People say, that's crazy. No, it's church. I create my church. Think about that. Yeah. So keep that fire going. And if you see somebody like that man take off and I'll tell you what, I ain't never done that. You ain't never had your butt burn that hard. Because I tell you what, that fire, oh, oh, Lord. Anybody ever sat on a space heater? Anybody know what a space, y'all don't even know what a space heater is. I'm going back too far now. The kind that you would stand by like this, even in the summertime. You automatically went stood by the space heater, even though they know anything wasn't even on. Why? Because even in the heat, you wanted some warmth. So remember this. You don't have time to argue. You don't have time to criticize. You have only one thing. You only have time to burn. So let your light shine. And I promise you, you'll complete your destiny. You'll reach your destination with total, complete purification. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Give Jesus a hand clap as Dr. Savell. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, give Jesse a good hand. Praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Job chapter 22. I'm going to close it with this. Globe chap- Job, clap- <laughs> Job chapter 22. <laughs> 
Here's the key to keep your fire going. Verse 21. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. There are other translations that says reacquaint yourself with him. In other words, get back in fellowship with God. Get back in fellowship with God. That's a sermon that the majority of Christians need to hear all over the world. Get back in fellowship with God. Reacquaint yourself with him. And notice it says, thereby good shall come unto thee. So a lot of people think, you know, because they got such pressure and such challenges and financial obligations and, yeah, I just can't spend time with God. I got things I got to take care of. Here it says, if you'll reacquaint yourself with him, good will come. The Amplified Bible says, you shall prosper and great good will come to you. The message translation says, everything will turn out fine. And the New Century Version says, this is the way to true happiness. If you reacquaint yourself with God, this is the way to true happiness. Everything will turn out fine. You'll prosper and great good will come to you. Fiery people, they're not missing out on anything. People that are passionate about God, passionate about souls, they're not missing out on anything. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. Go check out all the scriptures that talk about what wisdom will produce in a person's life. Amen. You'll be blessed, extremely blessed, highly favored. Things will turn out right, praise God. Don't ever think, don't ever get the idea, if I get so serious about God, then what am I going to miss out on? You're going to miss out on anything. Amen. Those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Amen. Get your fire back. Get your fire back. If you've lost it, reacquaint yourself with him. Amen. I mean, you remember the first time you came to Christ, the fire that was in your bones. You know, I didn't know any scripture, but I knew I had made a decision to receive Christ in my life. And immediately the next thing I wanted to do is tell somebody. Amen. Tell somebody. I became an evangelist in less than an hour. <laughs> I wanted to tell somebody. And it didn't stop there. I hit the streets of my city when nobody wanted to hear anything I had to say. No church invited me to preach, but I hit the streets of my city. And the fire of God that they saw in me began to appear in them. Amen. Don't ever let the fire go out. God needs fiery people. And he needs them more today than at any other time in the history of the church. Can you say amen? So look at your neighbor and say, reacquaint yourself with him. Get back in fellowship with God. And good will come to you. And let's lift our hands and thank God for it. Amen. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness in our lives. And we praise you for it. Now reach over and lay your hands on somebody. And just pray in the Holy Ghost for them. You may not know how to know not what to pray in English. May not know what they're going through. 
but the Holy Spirit in you will help you pray the perfect prayer, the perfect will of God for their life. Hallelujah. If you hadn't prayed in the Spirit in a long time, come on, yield to the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's give some volume to it. Let's give some volume to it. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, turn the volume up another level. Turn the volume up to another level. We bless you, Father. And all of those that are watching by live stream, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, just ask and you shall receive. In the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost. Everyone that is watching this uh, program today by way of television or internet, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with fire. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, let's turn the volume up another level. Come on, I think you ought to stand to your feet and turn the volume up another level, praise God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Anyone in here this morning that hasn't experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues, and you want it, you desire it, you can have it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on up right now. Come on up. It's a valid New Testament experience. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Come on up. You haven't experienced it? Come on up right now. Praise God. Don't hesitate. Don't wait any longer. This is needed in your life. Hallelujah. If you haven't been able to pray in the Spirit for a long time, come on up here right now. There's an anointing here. There's an anointing that is present in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't wait on anybody else. You step out. Others will follow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, let's keep praying in the Spirit. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody in here, you feel like your fire's gone out? Come on. We'll rekindle the fire. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick. Come up. Pastor Justin. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on these people. Pray with them. Everybody stretch your hands out toward them. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. And with fire. In the name of Jesus. Hey, Billy. 
Pastor Billy. Come up. Pastor Billy, come up here. Pastor, lay your hands on some of these people. Hallelujah. Bill, come lay your hands on some of these people. Hallelujah. Ginger, come lay your hands on her. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Oh, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Father. Holy Ghost and fire. 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 Hallelujah. Sola baka. Sola miki rebo korabaka. Reste lebeki rebo korabaka. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. The Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Sola be. Sile mongum remaka. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, continue to pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Come on now, let's give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Lives are being touched. Lives are being changed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, everybody in the building, hold your hands up in front of you. And say these words, in the name of Jesus. I'm a believer. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And fire. And, fire. and, power. and power. And these hands, and these hands are, healing hands. are healing hands. When I lay them on the sick, they do recover. Now lay your hands on somebody next to you, praise God. Lay your hands on somebody next to you. They may need healing in their body right now. They may need healing in their body right now. In the name of Jesus, let the fire flow. Let the healing flow. Let the anointing of God flow. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, healing, miracles, deliverance, in Jesus' name. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands and give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Now, take your right hand. Take your right hand and hold it up. And say these words. In the name of Jesus, I have the Holy Ghost and fire. I have His power. And I lay hands on myself. And in the name of Jesus, I expect every impurity in my life to leave now. Get your hands on yourself right now. In the name of Jesus, every impurity leave now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now lift both hands and give the Lord a good shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Give somebody a high five and tell them, it's been good to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Be seated for just a moment, please. Be seated for just a moment. I think we had church this morning. What do you think? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Have you appreciated Brother Jesse DePlantis being here with us today?